Kale and Company, weekday mornings, 6 till 10. Great stuff out of Tony Bruno. Hunter Biden deposition today. And, uh, of course, last night, the Michigan primary. As uh, it went a little longer than anticipated, results started coming in around 9 o'clock Eastern. And uh, I think when I went to bed around 10.20 or so, they only had about 15% of the vote in. Uh, that came in overnight. And uh, now we get ready for what? We have Super Tuesday coming up in six days, State of the Union in eight days. So a lot of stuff on the docket. It's jam-packed. It really I mean, is. There, there's just no... You know, there's so much coming up in the next few days. And and look, like the results of last night's primary are... are you know they're gonna they're gonna be dissected for a long time because, like I said, you could look at it and be like, "Boy, Trump w- wiped the floor with Nikki Haley," which he did, mm-hmm. um, and Joe Biden uh, is really uh, struggling with the undecideds or uncommitteds, and yep. you know he got beat by uncommitteds in Dearborn, in Dearborn, Michigan. Uh, so there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that's yet to be uncovered from last night's election what what's worse joe losing to non-committed or <laughs> nikki haley losing to none of the above well nikki haley um won't be president so <laughs> i would say joe biden losing yeah. to to the uncommitted um it's just look it's uh, people people are going to hear what they want like there's a lot of people on twitter now that are that are that are upset with our coverage because we're calling it down the middle i guess you know with with just calling what we see you yeah. know what I mean? Like, just reading the tea leaves. I guess if you are not under the assumption that Trump completely wiped the floor and is running away with this thing, then you're wrong. You know, actually, upon further review, after seeing the unhappy people on Twitter, I think Trump's going to win all 50 states in 2024. <laughs> How about that? Does that make you happy? Yes. That'll is that make, what you want to hear? That'll make Twitter happy. Do you want to hear what you want to hear, or do you want to hear what, 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 the, what the reality is? I, I'll give it however you want it. I'm getting paid handsomely anyway. I'll just regurgitate whatever you would like, as long as your feelings aren't hurt. Or if, God forbid, we disagree agree on something my god <laughs> you know sometimes i think everybody's a snowflake not just the left anymore everybody's offended hey, hey, nick actually has the audacity to think that pennsylvania is, is going to be a very close race i think trump's gonna blow out biden in pennsylvania hey, you want to live in that bubble in that world go ahead knock yourself out you're gonna be heartbroken on november 5th what do you want from me all right we getting comments? Is that what it is? Twitter? Where is it coming from? YouTube? I don't know. I, I just I just wanted to fire you. I know. You what you do? I'm trying to always. I'm trying to ramp it down in the nine o'clock you hour are, and you you are. towel off a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I don't need you to towel off. I yeah. need you to. I need you to run across the finish line. <laughs> All right. And so, hand the relay uh, relay race to uh, Don Stenson. And then she runs with the baton until noon. Yeah. And then Dom's all the relay race. Yeah. And he will race till three. Yep. And then Zioli will go for four hours. Yep. Four days a week. <laughs> By the way, I saw on Twitter, is he taking another day off on Friday? Is he out I again? Know. I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> How do I get that plan? I'm going to be around for a couple more well, hours. Well, he was out of town all last week from CPAC. I know. So he was working like 15, 16 hour days. I'd like to go down to CPAC one time. Okay. Not to work, though. Yes. Not to work. Yes, Don. I just want a cocktail. 16 hour days. <laughs> you believe that, my love. <laughs> I want to go down with Opelka. I want to go down with Zioli. I want to have a couple of uh, brown waters at a nice bar. Seventeen dollar uh, old fashioned. That's what I want to do. I don't want to go down there to interview Tulsa Gabbard. I want to go down there to cocktail and uh, yuck it up and have a good time. But let's see if I can <laughs> see if I can get on the list next year. Eight five five eight three nine twelve ten. The number. Uh, I've got some stuff on CNN and Don Lemon that I think is great. But I want to get to this. I never saw this coming. And I look. I have no idea. Maybe somebody does. I don't know where Jerry Seinfeld lands politically. 
Um, he might be a Republican. He might be just a classic liberal. But he went off on diversity, equity, and inclusion. Um, and I can tell you, I, I did not see this coming. I came across this. I don't even know how I found it yesterday. Uh, but Dave Rubin of the Rubin Report uh, was talking about this, and I think maybe like on a video podcast. Uh, we'll play you the clip. We've got the audio and video in a moment. Uh, but the write-up came uh, from The Blaze with the headline that says, Watch Jerry Seinfeld put DEI advocate to shame in 30 seconds. Um, and apparently there's this guy that's interviewing Seinfeld. And he's, I, if I recall correctly from watching the clip last night, um, he's asking him about like diversity, equity, and inclusion on TV shows and in comedy. And it's interesting because we've talked a lot about comedy lately. We talked about those four um, comics in Seattle that were canceled, these unwoke comedians that this Seattle comedy club said was too offensive and we can't have you. And this is coming off of the weekend in which... I personally thought Shane Gillis was hilarious. Of course, a lot of left-wing publications are saying Shane Gillis bombs in five-year attempt at redemption after being fired in 2019. Um, and obviously, Seinfeld is arguably the greatest television show of all time. A lot of people think it is number one. Yeah. I've got it. It's in the top three, in my opinion. Top three, you think? I'm, 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 I'm biased. I think Married with Children is the greatest show of all time. Uh, but Seinfeld, Cheers, Married with Children, a lot of these 80s, early 90s, mid-90s type shows, back when you know, these shows were you know, kicking. Sitcoms were. Yeah, yeah. Um, but let's play this clip, because uh, Jerry Seinfeld, again, I don't know where he lands on the political spectrum, but he wants no part of the absurdity that is DEI. Take a listen and watch this in, uh, clip right now. Talk to. I have noticed that most of the guests are mostly white males of 22 episodes. Yeah, that let's had. get into that. No, I... <laughs> But you, you take a look over here, Peter. What do you see? A lot of a lot of whiteies. What's going on here? But but I, oh, this really pisses me off. But go well, ahead. No, no, I, I, really pisses me off. People think it's it's the census or something. I mean, this has got to represent the the actual pie chart of, of of America. Who cares? It's just funny, you know. Funny is is the is the world that I live in. You're funny, I'm interested. You're not funny, I'm not interested. Okay. And, and I have no interest in gender or race or anything like that. But everyone else is kind of with their little calculating, is this the exact right mix? You know, mm -hmm. uh, I, I think that's, uh, to me, it's anti-comedy. So Jerry's answer there is... Okay, so that was Jerry. Uh, there's a little bit of Dave Rubin there on the end with the Rubin report. But he's so spot on, um, and I, I, I did not see that coming from Seinfeld. Now, he's going to face a lot of pushback and blowback from that. He probably couldn't care less. He's making millions upon millions on royalties. Every time Seinfeld re-airs, he's still cashing checks. But he's so spot on. If Let's just stay with comedy for a moment. What's the goal of comedy? It's to make people laugh and be funny. What's the goal of creating a television show to get people to tune in? What's the goal of a professional sports franchise to win games and win championships and generate revenue? So, like, you know, stick to what the objective is and what the goal is in your chosen profession. And don't worry about, well, do we have one of these? And we've got to have one of those. Like, I, you see this, and I've noticed this a lot coming from my old life of sports talk radio. And I've noticed this in the last seven or eight years. 
that sports stations throughout the country, when they put together a new lineup or a new show, you'll see these little conglomerate shows. Like, you know, I, I would say we're, we're a three mic show, Don, Greg, and myself. Um, you see these, these joint shows where they have, okay, there's the radio guy, and then they have a female, and then they have a former athlete, and nine out of ten times, those shows suck. They are awful. And we got to have a, a white guy and a female and a minority. And I'm like, no, just if, if the best, if the best show is three, three gay minorities, do that. Just put the best people on the air. Yes. Well, we want to be representative of the, no, your job, your job's to win. Yep. Your job's to get ratings. Yep. And I think that's what Seinfeld is saying here. Like people are questioning, well, the, the cast of Seinfeld was all white. Who cares? The show was hilarious. <laughs> it's an all-timer. Yeah. I mean, there's there's just way too much of this. Hey, like, and you notice this, too, where you also see this? You see it with Saturday Night Live. And Saturday yeah. Night Live has been guilty of this for a long time. And I'm not even talking race or gender. Saturday Night Live has always felt the need to have a fat guy. Think about that, right? <laughs> They've always had to have a fat guy, whether they're funny or not. Belushi Belushi was hysterical. Farley was hysterical. You know who was not a funny fat guy? Horatio Sands. No, he wasn't. And and by the way, all the stuff that came out about him over the years, he's also a creep. Oh, is he really? Allegedly. Okay. I didn't know about that. He had some uh, relationships with underage uh, females. Eek. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that's not good. Yeah, but I mean, you know, Horatio Sands was on that Jimmy Fallon, Will Ferrell yep. cast in the late 90s. I never found him remotely funny. Nope. And I'm thinking like, so this is the Chris Farley replacement. I would have just taken a funny skinny guy who's instead the, of the necessary fat guy. Who's the fat guy now? I guess Keenan. Yeah, Keenan Thompson. But he's been around for 20 years. Um, I don't know. There's I Every time I see Saturday Night Live in its current rendition, all I see are like skinny little hipster dudes. Right, yeah. like they yeah. all have that same weird, like mm. Seth Meyers comb over hair look. Uh, you know, Andy Sandberg had the curly hair for a while. Um, and who was the other real skinny guy that's very popular, but he's got a lot of um, a lot of mental health and drug issues? Pete uh, Davidson. Pete Davidson. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought that Seinfeld clip was interesting with the DEI stuff. Yeah, and did anybody think? Back in the day, Eddie Murphy, or you know, did anybody think? Oh, well, he's a DEI. Nobody. I mean, he's just. Funny. funny right yeah he's just so dave Chappelle. some of our greatest comics mm-hmm. uh, you know are well people of ethnicity yeah. nobody mm-hmm. thinks of them as that because the number one thing you think of is oh my gosh yeah. this guy is so funny right i mean richard you, pryor when oh you, my yeah. god when so you, funny when you hear Chappelle, it's either he's hysterical or he's offensive. That that's the two takeaways. It's not oh he's a black comedian. I mean I I just don't view life through the prism of race and gender and sexual orientation. Why I, not, Nick? I just view it through are you a good person or are you talented? I mean, I mean think about this for a moment with DEI. Could you imagine if the Eagles or the Sixers said, you know what, imagine if the Sixers said, you know what, we don't have enough white guys on our team. Moving forward, I want six of the 12 players on this team to either be white, Asian, or Hispanic. The Sixers would suck. And you know why they would suck? 
because white people are not good at basketball for the most part. Okay? <laughs> That's the truth. There's a reason why the NBA is 81% African American, because black people are better at basketball than white people. So I don't need to see white people in basketball, because when I watch basketball, I want the Sixers to win. And if that means 12 black guys, good. Put the best product on the floor. Put the best radio show on the air. Put the best comedy show out there on tour. Just give me, I live in a world of merit, not checking boxes. Just the way it is. Yeah, I mean, okay, on the other side of this, I will say this. Think of, you're talking about entertainment, Hollywood, and these different shows. And so if you look back at older movies, you look back at all of the shows that's why an all of, all in the family with neighbors who are the Jeffersons is significant mm-hmm. because in television, think of, I'm, I'm looking back, you know, the Brady Bunch, you know, or all these different shows. Yep. They were all white people. Yep. Why are they all white people? You know why? Because Hollywood decided that because corporate biggity bigs decided that not the general real public. So mm-hmm. look at television news. All all white guys. Now, look at the local local stations like Philadelphia. If you look at Philadelphia, it's it's actually iconic for the women and 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 especially minority women, you know, the Trudy Haynes of the world, right? You go back, Dorothy Tucker, you look at our history and, and you think about that, Philadelphia is on the map in, in the nation for having what we now call DEI, but they weren't DEI. They were awesome, fabulous individuals. So at the local level, you see that hiring of people in the community who are just the best, to your point. Mm -hmm. But when you zoom out and you look at corporations and you look at Hollywood, let's look to Hollywood as this evil, this great evil that did discriminate against women, minorities, and all of that. Hollywood Mm -hmm. is evil. Yes. Hollywood. Let's let's fight that. Yes, <laughs> Don Stenson, I love it. Yes. By the way, by the way, Jokic. I mean, come on. He's a what? Jokic. He's he's a good. Uh, Who? Oh, Jokic. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying there's not good white basketball players. There are just, plenty of them. Just, I can't yeah, the pronounce percentage. them, but it's... <laughs> <laughs> you put them in one of your Fanduel parlays. By the way, by the way, uh, the uh, the 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 fact that Jerry Seinfeld is even coming under any sort of criticism or any sort of like that clip at all is being called out just shows you how far we've come because what he said there is just basic it's it's like reality mm-hmm. it's not it's not some profound thought mm-hmm. it, it is what everybody should and i believe does think yeah. but we've let these groups just kind of uh, infiltrate our minds as well, they, far they as they wanted to put us all in a box exactly mm-hmm. like we're all compartmentalized in this little little you know we're like in a little locker. Okay, we've got this locker here. We've got that locker there. Joy Reid will have a full breakdown later tonight <laughs> on MSNBC. Yeah. But the whole premise of Seinfeld, if you think about it, is these horrible, like, these are horrible, these are kind of despicable people, and they're kind of admitting it, and they're ner- just like nerdy white people. Mm-hmm. It works. Yep. The funny works because they are nerdy white people. That's right. And, and you laugh at you. You know what I'm saying? If you had, like, I don't know, somebody who really cool and hip, I don't know, would that... Would that have worked as well? I, I don't know. I would argue the whole the, bit was. Yeah, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I would argue the funniest nerd of all time is Urkel, though. In my personal, oh, yeah. opinion. <laughs> he was Urkel was phenomenal. What a horrendous show. That oh, was. are you kidding? Family, oh, as a kid, geez. Family Matters was horrendous. Great. By the way, uh, Gerald on Twitter wants to know if there's anything we can do about the shine. 
about the shine coming off Nick's head on YouTube. <laughs> hey man, stars burn bright. I can't help you, pal. Yeah, it, there is there's a lot of shine today. Did you uh, did you shave last night? I did. Yeah, I yeah, did. I, yeah, I tell you, it's, uh, there's a lot of shine coming off. Powder. We got these high quality TV lighting studios here. YouTube.com/slash at twelve ten WPHD. I was in a meeting a couple months ago, and they were like, "I was like, well, we need the lighting. We we need to make sure we have this angle and that angle." And they're like, are you running a TV studio or a radio studio? I'm like, both. Yes. It's 2024. We need to adapt or we're going to perish. Perish, exactly. Thank you. That is evolution. Adapt or perish. 855-839-1210. We'll come back. Dawn has a big three. We've got our morning mystery movie clip. And you guys can continue to be mad in the comment section <laughs> if you disagree with anything I say. That's the way it works. It's the beauty of the First Amendment and free speech, right? We're back after this here on Kale & Company. Stay right there. It's Kale & Company On Demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Nick Dawn and Greg, 855-839-1210. Get us on the free Odyssey app. You can watch us on YouTube as hundreds of you do every day live and thousands of you do throughout the day. We always appreciate that. Uh, we've got uh, What's on the Cut Sheet Part 2 coming up in about 10 minutes. And uh, also, we will get to Dawn's Big 3 in just a moment. But first, eh, it's just shortly after 920. It's time for our Morning Mystery Movie Clip. And now, the Morning Mystery Movie Clip on Kalen Company. Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. It's Chunk. I just saw the most amazing thing in my entire life. First, you gotta do the truffle shuffle. Come on! Do it! Come on! Do it! I mean, can we get an easier <laughs> Think you know what it is? Call at 12 at 855-839-1210, and you could win this great prize. And once again today, a pair of tickets to That Old Black Magic featuring Keith Spencer, March 23rd at the Zlock Performing Arts Center in Bucks County. For tickets and more information, visit bucks.edu slash tickets. Call her 12, 855-839-1210. By the way, before we get to uh, Dawn's Big Three, uh, the boys in the back put a uh, poll question up. Worst take of the week. Nick with Urkel, Greg with pizza, or Dawn with blazing saddles. <laughs> I've become a communist as well in the 9 o'clock hour. W- what was my point on that? He was the. Fu- I said he's the funniest nerd, nerd of all time? Yeah. Who's the funniest nerd? I might have Just to rank a- my funny nerds when I get home. Too. I mean, Love what it. an over-the-top dumb character that was. Urkel? Oh, God. Oh, he's pretty iconic, man. Iconic? Okay. I mean, Urkel? I mean, you walk around America and walk up to somebody and say, hey, uh, you know who Steve Urkel is? I mean, it's pretty much everybody's going to know Steve Urkel. Yeah. It's Julio White, man. You hating on Urk, man. All right. 923, let's get to it. <laughs> By the way, good luck if you can win uh, with that movie clip that we played. By the way, has that movie that we just played, has that aged and withstood the test of time? <laughs> I'm just wondering. Just and thinking out loud here as I <laughs> toss it to my tag team partner here on a Wednesday morning. Here's Dawn Stenzel's Big 3 at 9. It's the Big 3 at 9 on Kaylin Company. Big 3 at 9 with big winds and a wind advisory in effect 40 mile an hour winds. Just remember that today, a stormy evening. 
is ahead. In the news, what's also ahead, bumping the bump stocks? Yeah, this is SCOTUS. Supreme Court today will hear a challenge to that Trump-era ban on bump stocks. A lot of gun and Second Amendment rights issues in the news today. But this is a gun accessory, as you know, used in the Vegas massacre. Remember that? Deadliest mass shooting in modern U.S. history. So now a Texas gun shop owner is arguing that the Trump administration during that era did not follow federal laws when it reversed course and banned those bump stocks, which allow semi-automatic weapons, because there are no fully automatic weapons unless, of course, you're in the military, Mm -hmm. um, to fire rapidly, like kind of like a machine gun. So obviously Biden's supports what what you know what's being challenged but this one is not really a challenge to the second amendment it's saying that the atf overreached on this one so that's to me that's what it's not directly toward the second amendment it's actually saying the bureau of alcohol tobacco firearms and explosives overstepped its authority in imposing that bump stock ban. And when you referenced the Vegas shooting, that's the Stephen Paddock shooting from the MGM Casino, correct? Yeah. Where he shot out into the crowd of the country music people, yeah. uh, the, the concert that was going on. Yeah. yeah. So I, that one still is a is a, is mystifying. He didn't fit any pattern as to the why or the motive. I, I've never to this to this minute. It still mystifies authorities. To to this day, I still think there were shenanigans with that with that whole story. With it's that, weird. That story disappeared. Yep. Uh, they came to no conclusion with motive. And I think we've even talked about when we've talked about different things, uh, like you know, like the moon landing and nine eleven and things like that. We've had that discussion on the air where we thought where we got into what we think is a real conspiracy theory and what was mm-hmm. you know a setup, whatever. I, I to this day, the Vegas shooting, I'm still mystified at how he was able to get all of the weaponry up to his room in a casino. I mean, think about it. You can't turn your head in any direction and not see cameras in a casino. And that guy got all that stuff up to that room, and it was all because he was angry as a high roller that the comps weren't good enough. <laughs> a little fugazi to me, but... You know. By the way, I, I know you guys were talking about really important things like the Second Amendment and issues that our listeners care about, yes, but sir. can we get back to Urkel for a second? <laughs> Headmaster 543 says, I will say Urkel did save Family Matters, if not for Mr. White's talents. That series is finished in 11 episodes. Oh, yes. Yeah. I mean, Carl Winslow is not carrying that show. I'm yeah. sorry, darling. Urkel, did. <laughs> Urkel he pulls up his pants. Well, he, w- would he blow a gasket when Urkel would screw something up in his house? Or what? <laughs> Dude, oh. you, have, you have, Sid Weiss pointed this out, and I agree, you have terrible taste in... I told you before, I, and, and movies, by the way. You and I bond on a lot, but like your TV habits are... What, when I was in sports, I was dubbed the king of bad movies. <laughs> oh, really? Because I would quote the, like, the most innocuous movies that most people can't remember. Yeah. Like Roddy Piper and They Live. I, but Nick is so like last night it was what was it Judge Janine like we we get in our group text or personal tests and he's like Judge Janine lose it you know you're hysterical yeah, I, I just can't with your yeah. with your with your viewing habits he's, he's, my consumption is a big talking point for many people's lives you're <laughs> you're forty years old and you're watching Fox News at four thirty like you're like you're 
87. I can't go golfing right now. <laughs> eating a Hungry Man dinner, watching watching Fox News. True story. I used to eat Hungry Mans when I worked at Foot Locker in college. The best Hungry Man is the beer-battered chicken nuggets with the cheese fries. Right, here we go. Because they give you so much cheese that once you're done with the fries... There's a little bit of cheese always left over. You can dip the chicken tender. For all those people that don't think that Nick Hale is committed to uh, to political talk radio, all you have to do is look at our group text, and you can see he's he's way oh, more yeah. committed than I am. And you're the, <laughs> way and more you, committed than I am. And you've been here since the Nixon, the Nixon administration. I don't watch a second of any of this stuff. I watch it at 4 o'clock in the morning when I'm pulling this audio, but I don't watch a second of this stuff, and you guys are junkies about it. Hey, stay ready so you don't have to get ready. It's so funny, though. I get you. Okay, number two in the big three, Fall of the Titan. This is Apple reportedly abandoning its efforts, and they've been working on this for about 10 years, we've heard, to build an electric car, the Apple electric car. It was a dream that now is, well, I guess they've uh, awakened, (laughs) and Mm -hmm. they're not doing it. So they're saying that the project could have potentially been transformative if Apple created this electric car, giving up the latest as we hear about EVs Mm -hmm. and how they're not sustainable right now. And so they called it internally, reportedly, Project Project Titan. Mm -hmm. And that's why I say the fall of the Titan. So now it will be moved, reportedly, to the company's artificial intelligence division. Bloomberg is reporting this. And so they're saying that it's just not sustainable. EV sales have been disappointing, prompting several car makers, major car makers, to pull back on these investments and slash those prices. I think Ford is doing the same thing as well. Yep. Yep. I got to tell you guys, Apple really gone downhill since Jobs. You think so? I do. I really do. I think it's, you know, whatever. what are they really creating new? I mean, yeah, they have new iPhones and stuff like that. But what, the new iPhone every year, what changes? The camera? Exactly. Basically it. I mean, you, By it, the way, the iPhone camera, spectacular. Yes. yes. But, yes. but it, it, you're right. It's like now we have three lenses on this and like you can zoom in and you can do yep. this and you can. I don't know. I, I just feel like there's so much invention going on when Steve Jobs was alive, you know, creating all of this out of nothing. Keep an eye on yeah. Apple. They are going to acquire um, one of those streaming platforms out there, and you're going to get a lot of sports on Apple, and you're going to start. That, yeah. I think that's going to be their next big investment. By the way, Don and I agree that Apple TV is probably the best investment for me mm-hmm. as far as Agreed. TV shows. Their TV shows are phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. Phenomenal. Agreed. Yeah. Number three, and I know this is a little different, but since you were taught, we started out this morning, and Nick broke down all the numbers with last night's Michigan primary. And we talked about the fact that Michigan in the nation as, as a swing state, important swing state has the largest population of uh, largest concentration of Arab Americans in our nation. 310,000 residents are of Middle Eastern or North African ancestry and how they've come there fair, you know, fairly recently um, starting in the Obama administration. I just want to, tie up with a local connection front of the philadelphia inquirer digital version right on the front talking about um, community organizers very concerned in philadelphia because of the large african immigrant communities coming here and they're estimating that roughly 1,000 asylum seekers from west african countries have come to philadelphia since november Hmm. since november okay 
a thousand, and most of whom settled among Southwest Philadelphia's large, already large African immigrant communities. With this influx, they're saying that they're not getting the love, they're not getting the money, and they're pushing the pushing forth support within city council to get these to get the money for the immigrants coming here from these countries. And so is Philadelphia, is Philadelphia looking to, and Pennsylvania looking to Michigan saying we can be the next, you know, Dearborn or the next, Oh boy. is, Mm. Is this an important swing here? Because as far as the, the migrants who are coming from the Southern border, as far as Hispanic communities seem to prefer New York, Chicago, Mm-hmm. But what what are Democrats plotting here? I'm just putting a political spin on it because I saw that in the headlines in the Philadelphia Inquirer, and I thought, huh, isn't that a coincidence? Yeah. Can we see the same thing here in Philadelphia, like uh, like voting uncommitted or something? I think it's possible. Yeah, I don't know. absolutely. To your point, remember remember the large contingent of the the individuals went to Michigan for mm-hmm. that conference. We reported on it. So we do have a growing contingent of individuals, to, to your very point, who have had rallies and meetings. Again, they're all Democrats, and they're mm-hmm. all and they're all meeting and plotting. And they're all choosing cold weather cities to live in. What the hell's that about? You notice that everybody yeah. from the you know whether you're coming from Mexico or a uh, South American country or the Middle East. I mean, those are warm regions of the globe, and they're coming to Chicago, New York, Dearborn, Michigan, Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. I'd choose Florida personally. But why are they choose? Why are they not yeah. choosing Florida? Because n- no place in Florida. Look up Michigan. They've had they've pushed forth these programs that uh, asylum seekers or well, even yeah. illegal immigrants could get five hundred dollars in uh, rent free credits and mm-hmm. so on and so forth. They're giving out. They're doling out the gifts. Yep. Can you imagine? Oh my God! Yeah, just what we want to be—the next Dearborn, Michigan. I know. Please, come on. If we don't have enough problems, <laughs> so that's your big three. All right, there we go. Oh, man, nine thirty-four. Let's grab our winner. We have Anthony <laughs> in New Jersey. Anthony, good morning. What movie clip did we just play a few minutes ago for you? The Goonies. That is correct. Congratulations. Anthony, you've got the tickets coming up. We appreciate you listening and playing. Probably could very well be the easiest clip we've played to date in 2024. I think that's fair to say. Um, So congratulations to you. We'll come back. We'll get to what's on the cut sheet part due, what's on tap for the Dawn Show, today in music history, and who on Twitter today. It's all still ahead. Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and on the free Odyssey app. Our mind is always set on giving you the best show each and every day we possibly can do. Nick Dawn and Greg, Talk Radio 1210. WPHT, we'll find out what's on tap for the Dawn Show, who won Twitter today, and today in music history in just a couple of minutes. Very busy day. But let's get to what we like to call What's on the Cut Sheet Part New. What's on the Cut Sheet? I do. Nick Hale, Dawn Stenson, you guys were talking earlier about how both Trump Donald Trump and Joe Biden will be uh, going to the border tomorrow, right? Yeah. One's going to uh, Brownsville. The other's going to Eagle Pass. Mm -hmm. One is actually a place where there's a crisis and people (laughs) are flowing over the border. The other seven people, I believe, have crossed the border (laughs) since. uh, um, But, you know, who's who's numbers, 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 right? Yeah. Um, 
Corrine Jean-Pierre was asked yesterday about all of this during the White House press briefing. Um, she claims that you need legislative solution to secure the border. No, you don't. Uh, <laughs> that's the point of me pulling this clip for you and Don Sanzlin to debunk this. Cut 11, Phil, go. Um, Speaker Johnson again called on President Biden to take executive action on the border. Does the White House at this point believe that it has many more executive actions that it can take, or does it believe that it's come close to exhausting those options? Here's what I'll say, MJ. We believe in order to deal with what's happening at the border, you need a legislative solution. You do. It doesn't matter. We don't think, we don't believe, the bottom line is we don't believe uh, that an executive action would would amount to what this legislation, this bipartisan legislation, would have uh, would have been able to do if it was enacted into law. If- no, that's incorrect, Corrine. I'm looking at it right here. The president has the authority to suspend the entry of all aliens or any class of aliens whenever the president, quote, finds that the entry of any aliens or any class of aliens into the United States should be detrimental to the interest of the United States. That is uh, part of the U.S. Constitution, Section 1182-F. And how do I know that? Because I just read it. Um, you know, it also is amazing, too. So I think it was it um, Biden basically reversed course. Is it 94 out of 100 Trump policies at the border or was it 94 out of a, in 100 days? For some reason, I remember early on in the first three months of the Biden administration in 2021, the numbers 94 and 100. Joe basically just threw a grenade into everything that Trump had established and reversed course. So yeah. he could do that. He could he could just go back on his own reversal and do a double reversal, right? But he doesn't. Um, on why the Border Patrol Union president will appear with President Trump during the border visit on Thursday, uh, but didn't even receive an invite to appear with Biden. Uh, this is what she said, cut 12, Phil, go. Brandon Judd, the president of the National Border Patrol Council, uh, the main union for the Border Patrol agents, will actually be joining Donald Trump on Thursday um, for his border visit. And he said he actually did not receive uh, an invite from the White House. And we were wondering uh, what your response to that is and if there was any reason why. So, look, I, I will have more to share on what Thursday is going to look like. We'll have more to share on who is going to be joining the president. I don't have anything uh, beyond beyond what I just laid out. Uh, but it is a fact that the, the Border, uh, the border uh, Patrol Union did in, indeed uh, uh, support the bipartisan uh, proposal that came out of, uh, of the Senate. And I think that's important to state. I can't speak to him being with the former president in Texas. That's for him, obviously, to speak to. And we certainly will have more as we get closer to Thursday. How do you roll up to that podium every day having nothing to offer? Like, if our assembled media and esteemed press had any backbone, they would all boycott her. Mm -hmm. And that those seats would be empty one day and she'd go out and be like, nobody showed up at 2 o'clock today for my briefing. I wonder why. Golfer Jim on YouTube says they should get rid of Sideshow Bob. She's horrible. (laughs) Sideshow Bob. She does look like Sideshow Bob. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) Oh, my God. 
That is racist and sexist it's, of you, sir. It, it's not. It's a cartoon. How dare you? <laughs> it's a cartoon that's, uh, I believe, Sideshow Bob is actually yellow. Yeah. So there you go. It's unbelievable. And by the way, as far as uh, 325 miles apart, Trump uh, in Eagle Pass and uh, Joe in Brownsville, um, is there any doubt that Joe, we already know he's going to a section that very, very rarely deals with uh, illegal crossing. Seven. Is there any doubt whatever, whatever issue is there is going to be completely sanitized for Joe? So that when the cameras show up, it's looking like everything is all yep. all in order. Hundred percent. It's going to be 100%. a totally staged appearance. Seven apprehensions at that place that he's going to in Brownsville, Texas. Remarkable. Yep. All right, we'll come back, wrap it up with who won Twitter today. What's on tap for the Dawn Show and today in music history? Kale and Company. Be right back. This is the Kale and Company podcast from Talk Radio twelve ten WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Wednesday morning. Hopefully all of you having a good day. The Dawn Show is coming up at 10 o'clock, and we find out what she has lined up just nine minutes out. Yeah, locally, we have a lot to tell you about and update you on so many of the stories of the day, continuing to follow up on those. Uh, There's a new disaster declaration and emergency happening, red flag warnings and fire dangers sweeping across Texas. So we'll have the updates on that. Hunter Biden, Hunter on the Hill, I'll headline it that way. Hunter Biden in court testifying today on uh, Capitol Hill. We'll talk about all of that. Tom Nichols, our, one of our favorite local columnists, he's going to join us about 10.06 with his latest piece for Broad and Liberty, talking about uh, the radical changes in Ireland and looking at the situation there. So um, we'll take you inside his story. What? That's a fascinating story. It way. is. So I'm glad you have him on. What time is he? He's 10.06. Oh, great. So right in like 15 minutes. That's great. There you go. So we'll look at what's happening in Ireland and how it affects, how it you know, could have some ramifications for all of us. Then coming up at um, coming up at 11, we'll talk to uh, Dr. Misha Gallerin, president and CEO of the Weizmann National Museum of American Jewish History. So we've talked a lot about um, the anti-Semitism that has struck our region mm-hmm. and college campuses and what um, this is a, a great local museum. If you've never been to the Weizmann, it's an incredible museum. Their resources, what they're doing to combat that. There's just so much going on, and we continue, as you say, to carry the baton through the day, through 7 o'clock tonight, with all of us here covering live, local, national, regional, international. We got all of it. And Urkel. <laughs> <laughs> and I still say Blazing Saddles didn't age well. I'm just I, no, I love the fact... I'm doubling I th- down. I thought maybe since you didn't respond to any of the comments on Twitter that, that you were kind of walking back your comments, I love nope. that you... She's the lady of conviction. Oh, of course she is. I know yep. that. She's not backing off of her stance. I don't blame her. That's no. right. You know, you're entitled to be wrong. Screw Twitter. That's right. The hell with Twitter. Is but thank you for everybody that followed us today. Yeah. I appreciate that. Screw Twitter, but please follow us. Yeah. yeah, I did. I just got, like, yesterday was just crazy and consu- consuming with other stuff going on. But, I no, I'm doubling down. I, Good. I'm Good telling you. And everybody's mad at me. My whole family. Take a all... strong stance and stand by it, That's damn right. it. Yes. Yeah. What? Watch it for yourself. Yes. Yeah. There she is, Laura Winslow, everybody. <laughs> oh my God. All right, let's wrap it up with Today in Music History. What happened on this day in music history? Music history. Today, February 28th, we celebrate the birthdays of Donnie Iris of Wild Cherry, Cindy Wilson of the B-52s, and Brian Jones of the greatest rock and roll band of all time, the Rolling Stones. Amen. One notable single release today includes Limelight by Rush in 81, 
Albums from today include War by U2 in 83, Welcome to My Nightmare by Alice Cooper in 75, and Weird Al's Weird Al in 3D from 84. (laughs) Also, Pink Floyd signed their first record deal on this day in 67. And lastly, on this day in 1986, Pretty in Pink opened in theaters loosely based on the psychedelic first song. For Kale and Company, I'm Phil Lundquist. Wow. Oh, he didn't Ooh. he didn't tag out with his show tonight. I thought he was going to <gasps> do that. Oh, Phil. Phil, Phil, you want to jump on the mic and plug your show real Midnight fast? Midnight to three or something like that, right? Yeah, I can do that. All right, plug it, my friend. Uh, 12 to 3, midnight to 3 a.m., WRDV. Uh, my middle uh, hour, I am doing songs that begin with the, actually, a band that begin with the letter D. Oh, as in David. D. D. As in David. As in Dawn. As, oh, as in Dawn. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Very Phil good. Phil Onquist tonight at m- midnight to three. And what's the what's the frequency there? Uh, it's 107.3 in Philly and then 89.3 out of Hatboro, uh, Warminster area. Nice. There you go. I love it. All right. Great work, Philip. Let's ALM wrap up. Quist. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Alm Quist. Yeah. As we wrap it up with who won Twitter today? Who won Twitter? Eric the Red. He said, did you guys ever think that Nathan Wade wanted out of the relationship with Fonny and this is the, the open door? Sorry, baby. I got to let you go. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I mean, it's true. Yeah, it's He's a victim. Good. He's a victim. Everybody's His a victim. His boss sexually harassed him. Amen. Right. What was a man to do? Exactly right. <laughs> All right. That'll do it for us. Stay tuned. The Dawn Show is coming up next. We will see you tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. And as our senator from Pennsylvania would say, Good night, everybody. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.